Hey guys, and welcome into another episode of Stacking Dubs. This is your host, Christian, and all I have to say is phew. That was a sketchy game. The Warriors avoid complete catastrophe. Would have been the biggest gut punch of the season, and there have been many. Avoid disaster on another night, back-to-back nights, where they almost blow a 15-point lead. We were up 19 in this one after three quarters, and then just completely ran out of gas, ran out of competitive spirit, let the Jazz back in this game only to be bailed out by a John Collins turnover under 10 seconds, followed by a subsequent wide-open missed three by Collins Sexton, which would have sent it to overtime. And if this game had gone to overtime, I think all of Warriors Nation knows that the Warriors just had nothing left in the tank, and it would have been a very, very difficult overtime to try to overcome um, such a collapse towards the end. So the Warriors... For as much stumbling as they did to close this game and and head into the All-Star break, got to be happy with the result. In the last 10 games, we've gone 8-2, and two, shored up a spot in the play-in game. We're now two and a half games up on the Jats for the 10th spot. Obviously, we're looking a little bit higher, but really have a, a little bit of breathing room as far as that. And this is... For all intents and purposes, if you look at the schedule since February 1st or 2nd, this was basically a scheduled loss. We've had nine games in the last 15 days. Part of that is that this was a makeup game from when we were on leave. And we had, we've had we had three games in the last four nights. And traveling all over the place, the team is exhausted. Steve Kerr said that we didn't fly in until 3.30 in the morning. And for the team to who was clearly out of gas for the team to find a way to escape with a win here. It's huge. And for every encouraging win, excuse me, encouraging loss that the Warriors have had this year, where we played well only to come up a little bit short, it feels like we at least can be happy and deserve a disappointing win. If you will, this was not a pretty one. No one is extremely happy about it, but a win is a win. A loss is a loss. And we will take a win. So last night might have been a special night. We could have been witnessing the birth of sixth man Clay. The legend begins. Clay Thompson coming off the bench tonight. Something that Steve Kerr said he's been thinking about. And ultimately talked to Clay this morning about it, which Clay took well. But Clay came off the bench, comes in mid first quarter and immediately makes an impact. 10 points off the bench in the first quarter. We fell behind by double digits. His shooting really kept us in the game throughout the first half. Finishes the first half with 17 points. And they interview him at halftime. I gotta gotta love Clay. Just a happy interview. Always uh, when asked about his benching, he just talks about, it feels great. I have fresh legs. Um, I can be the focal point of the second unit. And he seemed just very happy, relieved, and in a good mental space coming off the bench, which I got to say is music to my ears. Nothing makes me happier than to hear Clay accepting this new role, embracing becoming the sixth man. Steve Kerr said that we're going to continue to bring him off the bench for now. It's not permanent, but we're going to take a look at it. And we'll call tonight a a one and zero success 
for the birth of sixth man Clay. As we got to the third quarter, Clay caught absolute fire. Killa Clay hits four of his seven three pointers in the game, um, had 35 points in the game, which he got to by the end of the third quarter. And once he hit his fourth three in a row, I'm just up on my feet screaming, Clay, 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 doing a quick lap around the apartment. Ended up scaring my cat. I'm sorry, Cheetah, but Clay scores 18 straight points. Everyone's, everyone's going crazy as the Warriors stretch their lead to 19 points. Clay ends up heading to the locker room with a bloody lip at the end of the third, but I can only guess it was just from spitting all that hot fire. So Clay got patched up, came back for the fourth, had a quiet fourth quarter, but again, sixth man Clay, the reason. We won this game tonight and the main storyline of the night as we head into the all-star break. I really like Clay in the six-man role if we're looking at the rotations and his playing time. We still expect him to play sometimes close to 30 minutes when he has it going. But if you think about the rotations, so tonight what they did is he came in mid-first quarter, so he's the sixth man, and he finished the quarter Starts the second quarter just for a minute or so. Sometimes I'm sure he's going to going to come out at the break. And then he re-enters midway through the second quarter with flexibility to, to finish that half. So we're going to say he comes in around typically, call it eight minutes left in the, in the half or in the game, whatever half you're looking at. He'll probably play four or five minutes. And then based on how he's playing, how he's shooting, and how the game's going, then you have the flexibility to keep them in the game and still finish the half with the starters. I just love it because it, it keeps them fresh. It doesn't stretch his minutes more than you need to. And it really just gives him a defined role. And especially with that second unit, he gets to be the, we'll call it the second scorer. He's not going to be the primary scorer with any offense, but that second scorer, we're going to be a little more high quality, right? We're going to get him plays out of timeouts, we're going to get him you know, set screens and find ways to get him open uh, and really get him a higher quality performance in not quite as many minutes. And hopefully with fresher legs, it's going to make all the difference for Clay's effectiveness. After the game, we they interviewed Clay asking about, about the role and he's saying all the right things. He basically said, you can pout or you can go out and respond and you just got to let your ego go. And he referenced Manu Ginobili from the Spurs, four-time champion, basically came off the bench his entire career, Hall of Famer. No one thinks any less of him. And so that's a great role model and someone just to look towards as his role. You know, he's mentioned Ray Allen. He's mentioned Reggie Miller on the back half of their careers. All great Hall of Fame players and really just helping Clay with this transition of letting go of who he used to be and growing into a new player that he hopes to become all greats and clay. You can still become a player that is much like some of those other greats. Clay opened up a little bit about last night's game, actually, or sorry, two nights ago against the Clippers where apparently he didn't take his minutes very well. And after the game, he said he went off on the assistant coaches about playing time uh, to which the next day he, he apologized and admitted that sounds like he was, was able to be vulnerable and just kind of open up about it, open up, open up about where he's at mentally, emotionally, and really just kind of talk things through and had a conversation with Steve Kerr. 
And I don't really know exactly how those conversations went, but you can tell that they went well and that Clay has new perspective on what the team wants from him. And he's satisfied with the role that he's going to be potentially having going forward. So again, Clay handling it beautifully. Everyone supports you. Everyone just wants you to, to play with that same joy that we've always seen you play with. Sure, there's going to be nights where you just don't have it, and we're going to have to be okay with it. We need to accept that. You know, once every two, sometimes three games, it, you're going to have a stinker where the shot's not falling and you're struggling with all the extra the peripherals in the game. It's okay. It's okay because you know you're going to be able to bounce back and have nights like these. Maybe not a 35-point explosion off the bench, but this was his season high in points, so there's no reason to think that he can't have some of his best performances throughout the rest of the season. So we'll give it a look, and we'll see how it goes. Steve Kerr, I have to tip my hat to you. 500 wins. Fifth fastest coach to get to 500 wins. And I'm tipping my hat to your career as our coach, but also to being able to finally pull the trigger on on changing Clay's role. I know it's not easy, despite the fans and the media calling for Clay to be benched. It's not easy. You're you're managing players, and we know Clay's been struggling with everything and, and the mentality of this. So Steve Kerr, great job managing this situation. Yes, it's just one game in, and then we have the all-star break to kind of reevaluate things. But I like the way this is heading, and you've, you've always been a great manager of people and personalities, and we can say what we want about your rotations and how you've handled some of our younger players, which leaves a bit to be desired. But right now, we're going to focus on what you do well, and you win 500 games, you manage our stars very well, and Steph Curry gives nothing but his, his highest endorsement for you, and you know what? That's good enough for me. Also, great game, Draymond Green. If Clay didn't steal the show, Draymond Green was a, was a close runner-up. 23 points for Draymond Green. First time since 2017 that both Dre and Clay have dropped over 20 points in the regular season. Dre also had five rebounds, five assists, four steals, two blocks. He made three threes. All in the first half, again, he still does not have a second half three, although he got fouled on a three-pointer at a very, very important time in the second half, knocked down two of the free throws. But in a game like this, that made the difference. So great job, uh, Dre. You've really been our MVP, if I'm being honest, over the past month and helped us turn around our season. Let's get a week off for some rest. You can just tell the guys are gassed. When they're fresh, they've looked as good as anybody in the NBA this past month, but fatigue is the ultimate ultimate factor on just a team being able to finish games, play hard defense. You saw it. We were just on complete fumes tonight. So to be able to escape with this win, we will take it no matter how ugly it looked. So we got a week off, and then we return next Thursday, and we're going to be at home. We have a three-game homestand, so it'll be nice. We'll be home for a couple weeks here. Open up on a back-to-back against the Lakers next Thursday. Big game. Then we play the Hornets the next night. And then a couple nights later, we have the Nuggets coming to town. So we can find a way to win two of those three games. And we're going to have to assume that we take care of business against Charlotte. Especially since we've been good on the second half of back-to-back nights. Just got to get a split with the Lakers and the Nuggets. And if we're going to be greedy, let's just win them all. 
I love it, guys. Well, we'll come back in about a week. We'll revisit. Everybody enjoy the all-star break. Enjoy some time off. And we'll hit you back after we take care of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers. We'll just keep on stacking dubs, baby. Got one win on the win streak. Time to keep on stacking. We keep topping out at five wins this year. Now's the time for a little eight to 10 game win streak. Let's do it, guys. Keep it rolling. Sixth man clay. Love the Warriors. Until next time, peace, love, and stacking dubs. <laughs>